0: Everyone loves a good family mystery to reveal a scandalous family secret. You guys, I love getting lost in this world. It's so beautiful and engaging, and I can't wait to unwind at the end of the day on the couch with this game and a cup of tea. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that, Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. (laughs) Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template.
1: No judgment.
0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to our podcast. This is Murder with My Husband. I'm Peyton Moreland. And
1: I'm Garrett Moreland. And he's the husband. I'm the husband.
0: Okay, first of all, it has been forever since we recorded, it feels like.
1: I was going to say, it might not feel weird to you guys, but it feels weird to us just because we haven't recorded in about two and a half weeks?
0: I think just two, yeah. Two
1: weeks? Well, I guess it's not that long, but it feels like a long time. But it does feel good to be back.
0: It really does. I was getting very anxious. I'm so actually excited to be sitting down here and recording again. Okay. Speaking of which, we do have a couple um, things we need to talk about.
1: A couple announcements, real quick.
0: We talked about it last week, but I did just want to remind everyone about our online live episode that is happening at the end of July. We did one a couple months back.
1: It was probably like five months or six oh, months geez. ago, right?
0: It probably was. You're probably Mm -hmm. right. Anyways, we just sit down. We record an episode live. You guys can tune in online. So kind of virtual. There's a live comment feed. So we can talk to you guys while we're doing the episode. It's really fun. Like last time we got to talk to everyone. And I'm so excited to be doing another one.
1: You can buy tickets now. There's going to be a link wherever you're listening or watching. And if you can't watch on the actual date, then actually it's going to be available for replay for five days after and it's a live we do it once so we're not going to be posting it anywhere else it's just going to be for that episode and we're super excited they're really fun
0: And then just another quick reminder that we have staple merch available right now. These are pieces that we are going to keep around for a while, but then we also have our exclusive drops coming up, um, that we put a lot of energy into designing and I'm really excited for the summer one we have coming up. I think you guys are really going to love the designs we chose for our, you know, next exclusive drops. So stick around for that. But if you, you know, need some now these are available at the link in all of our social media bios. And also it's, a attached to the episode notes
1: and the last reminder is we are what we did we started a newsletter the first one that we sent out had some glitches but that's okay (laughs) we are still learning and we're getting better but if you're interested please sign up there's going to be links everywhere And we're going to be writing just some true crime updates and some updates just on Murder with My Husband in general. And we're going to be sending it out once a week.
0: It'll definitely be a good place to go if you are looking for case updates that we've covered in the past that now have new information. Um, If you are just wanting to check into Garrett's 10 Seconds and see a little bit more about what he's, well, I guess both of us are doing. And then also we will be kind of covering what's happening right now in true crime news over on our newsletter. So yeah, you can just sign up for it. It comes out once a week. It's totally free so yeah check it out all right Gare what is your 10 seconds
1: so wow this is great I feel like I have a lot of things to talk about but I do not want to take too much time so a couple things we were in Europe that was super fun um I won't talk too much about that but Peyton and I had a good time
0: I mean everyone was commenting that they wanted you to talk about it so we
1: went to Greece uh Rome Venice and Scotland and they were all amazing in their own ways Um, We had a lot of fun. We kind of just did a bunch of the touristy stuff, obviously, wandered around. The water in Greece was amazing. It felt so good. Mm -hmm. Um, We got tan. Well, I don't know. My tan goes away pretty quickly. So (laughs) Uh, Rome was super. Rome was so hot. It was was like 100 plus degrees and it was super hot, but it was still super fun. And then Venice, I liked Venice a lot. It was just crazy to see how everything's just built around water, around water. I don't know how to explain it. It was
0: you hear about it, right? But then it doesn't even really sink in until you're there. Yeah. And then you're so like, Venice oh.
1: was great. Scotland was beautiful though as well. We had yeah. a great time in Scotland. I think it felt good because we came from like Italy, which was a hundred degrees, we went to Scotland, which was sixty. Mm-hmm. So mentally as well, we were like, "Oh, this feels so good." Yeah. But Scotland was really pretty. We
0: got poured on. It was so fun. We got
1: poured on. It. We had a great time.
0: Towards some castles. It was
1: a. Uh, we were there for about seven days. Yeah. So we weren't gone, I would say, for a super long time, but it was just, it was a great that was a great trip. We had a really good time. Yeah. And then last thing before we get into the story is the HOA did find us again. <laughs> I would just like to say that I know we
0: thought we would be slick, leave them out for two days. They would get put in after two days. Nope.
1: Oh, they. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's watching. Our, they have a drone just hovering our house, just watching us. <laughs> But, you know, it is what it is. Good old HOA. I don't know. I saw your guys' comments last time. So if you have any other suggestions, you know, go ahead and leave them.
0: Listen, here's the thing. We are leaving our trash cans at the side of our house, which we're not supposed to do. So we are breaking the rule. But.
1: You know, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even care. I don't even know what else to say.
0: Uh, I think we made him mad.
1: If anyone from the HOA is listening, you are welcome on this podcast at any time. (laughs) Um, there probably won't be a seat for you, but you are welcome <laughs> right in between You can between stand us. the whole hour. You can hour. stand the entire time. You next can explain. to my trash can. <laughs> you can stand next to my trash can. <laughs> last thing. I know I said last thing last time, but last thing is the food and I thought the food everywhere was really good. Same. The food in Greece just felt super like, clean. clean and healthy. And then the gelato in Venice, Venice Peyton loved. It was so good. And the... Fish and chips in Scotland. I I love fish and chips. So I'm probably not hard to please with fish and chips, but they were good.
0: Hmm. Okay, let's just get into this. A reminder that our case sources are always linked in the episode notes, but the case sources this week are New York Times, abcnews.go.com, ABC 13, The Washington Post, usatoday.com, kwtx.com, armytimes.com, kbtx.com, abc7chicago.com, kcntv.com, kdhnews.com, crimeonline.com, heavy.com, military.com, and conandaily.com. All right, so our case this week begins on September 30th, 1999 in Houston, Texas. Vanessa Guillen was born this day to her loving parents who were originally from Mexico but started their family in Texas. Vanessa was raised in Houston with her five siblings. She was always known as a smart and athletic girl participating in track, cross country, and soccer. She attended Hartman Middle School and then she graduated high school in 2018 in the top 15% of her class. Vanessa had dreamed of serving in the military from when she was a young girl. So much so, That growing up one of her favorite toys was playing with her brother's toy gun and pretending she was in the military so after high school at the age of 18 vanessa fulfilled her dream by enlisting in the army she was stationed at fort hood texas her job was as a small arms repair soldier fort hood army base is located in central texas and is 60 miles north of austin and 50 miles south of waco texas Fort Hood is enormous. In fact, according to military.com, it is the largest and most populated U.S. military installation in the world.
1: Wow. Shout out to anyone who's there.
0: Right. Founded in 1942 as Camp Hood, Fort Hood covers 340 square miles or 214,968 acres. And it became Fort Hood, a permanent army installation in 1951. Nearly 40,000 soldiers work at Fort Hood. According to the U.S. Department of Defense, the population of Fort Hood is 36,257 active-duty military. Wow. And then there's 416,358 retirees, survivors, and family members. And then 10,000 civilians and contractors. So it's like... I mean, it's big. It's big. An interesting fact about Fort Hood is actually that there has been a huge push to get it renamed in recent years because it was originally named after Confederate General John Bell Hood. So the name has now been used kind of as a political tool in local elections. So if you've heard of it, that's probably why. Okay. So back to Vanessa, who's just joined. She quickly fell into military life, but still actually made the three hour one way drive home every weekend to see her family. She's only 18 Mm -hmm. at this point.
1: That's kind of like you.
0: That's true. I did leave at 18 and then would drive home. And during these home visits, Vanessa ended up telling her family that although she loved serving um, the military life at Fort Hood, was not going as she had expected. In fact, she told her family that she was being sexually harassed by a superior at Fort Hood. Devastated, she explained that the reason she hadn't reported yet was because other women had actually filed complaints against the same sergeant, but that these complaints had been dismissed. No one believed them, and if they did, they didn't really care. But she was defeated. She was telling her family members how hard it was. Vanessa's mother encouraged her to report the harassment anyways, but Vanessa said she was afraid of the consequences that might come if she did. It wasn't a fair fight, and reporting through the correct channels historically wouldn't work. She left the conversation by telling her family that she would just handle the issue herself, but it didn't take away from the traumatic experience and the hurt that she was feeling. By March 2020, a man named Juan Cruz, who Vanessa had been dating, actually proposed to her and she said yes.
1: Was he also in the military? No. Okay.
0: The couple had met at a quinceanera, but the date of exactly when kind of seems to be unclear across all sources. But that's where they met and they fell in love. And one thing that stood out about the couple was how playful Vanessa and her her fiancé were and that they would always do this thing where she would carry him on her shoulder shoulders because Mm. she was that strong okay she even asked him to allow her to carry him around during covid when all of the gyms were closed so that she could use his weight to give her a good workout while doing her squats can you carry me definitely not (laughs) in fact the only reason i'm even noting this is so everyone can understand how physical and fit vanessa was Mm -hmm. that she had training she was strong Yet, you're listening to this podcast so you know bad things still happen. On April 19th, Juan, Vanessa's fiancé, saw her for the last time. Vanessa slept at his home but had to get up at around 5 a.m. the next day to head back to Fort Hood. He remembers her giving him a kiss before leaving and then he never saw her again. Vanessa then made her way back to Fort Hood and began working. Two more days would pass of normal life, Vanessa going about her normal duties. Then on April 22nd, 2020, Vanessa Guillen was seen alive for the last time around noon. The day started as any other. Vanessa had told her friend from Fort Hood named Tay Hightower that she was working a half day and could go hiking with him in the later half of the day. So basically she tells him, yeah, let's go hiking. I'm only working a half day today so we can go after work. Vanessa texted Tay that morning and actually sent him a screenshot of the weather app that showed it was supposed to rain that day. So they were kind of going to need to watch the weather before hiking. He would never hear from her again after that. Around 6 p.m. that day, after several unanswered texts and calls from a no-show Vanessa, Tay Hightower, her friend, decided to start looking for her. He made his way to her barracks, but she wasn't there. He was walking around base. He asked Vanessa's roommate if they had seen her at all that morning, and they claimed they hadn't. He went back out to the parking lot, and that's when he made the devastating discovery that Vanessa's Jeep was parked in the parking lot. Wow, okay. Tay began to worry it was not like Vanessa to just not show up to pre-planned events to not even send a text or answer any calls and now she's nowhere to be found yet her car is still in the parking lot he decides to get a hold of Ryan CJ Landy who's another friend and fellow soldier of Vanessa's. Tay tells CJ that he thinks Vanessa is missing. So CJ and Tay then take CJ's car out and about to begin searching the entire base, which, like I said, was a huge job because this base is basically a city in and of mm-hmm. itself. They went to the track where Vanessa liked to run, but she wasn't there. They checked at the motor pool, which was the building that Vanessa worked in, to make sure she hadn't accidentally got locked in, Um, but there was no one there either. While friends CJ and Tay were out searching for a missing Vanessa, her family back home was also simultaneously growing concerned. Vanessa talked to and texted them every day, and they hadn't heard from her.
1: And so at this point... Have they reported it to the police or anyone, I guess, would it be the military police?
0: Yeah. No, they haven't reported it yet. Okay. I mean, because technically Tay got a text from her that morning, Mm, but no, but they don't know where she's been since. So So,
1: it's been long, but not, but not that long long, enough. Yes.
0: So Vanessa's family also noted that Vanessa hadn't posted on social media for hours, which again was very unlike her. So Mm. they kept calling and doing what they could from afar but it was no use.
1: Do you know what social media platforms she was posting on?
0: I don't, but like I said, it is 2020. So I'm going to assume Snapchat, Snapchat, Instagram, Instagram, just your usuals. Around 10 p.m. that night, Tay Hightower had talked to everyone around Fort Hood and had somewhat pieced together Vanessa's day since he had last got the Mm -hmm. text from her, the weather screenshot. And that was how he and CJ discovered that every sign pointed to the fact that Vanessa Guy and their friend was most likely last seen with another soldier named specialist Mm. Aaron Robinson. Yep. Okay. So CJ discovered that Vanessa was reportedly last physically seen at Fort Hood in the parking lot of her squadron's headquarters.
1: There's gotta be, I know I say this all the time, but there's gotta be cameras everywhere. And I'm sure you're going to talk about it, but I have no doubt in my mind there. Has to be cameras.
0: I am assuming there's no cameras in the buildings, like inside the buildings, maybe in parking lots and whatnot.
1: Oh, maybe because of like security, because you're in a
0: military base, Mm. Mm -hmm. and because they were never Mm. brought up in the case.
1: Like there was no
0: footage ever brought up.
1: Well, if anything, if anyone knows anything about cameras over there, why
0: they wouldn't have had any, let us know. I mean, I do know that the stuff she was working in, uh, with probably was pretty confidential. Yeah, I'm gonna assume. Taking charge of my health is all about being super conscious of what I fuel my body with. Whether it's food or supplements, I'm constantly on the lookout for the top choices, and that's why I'm stoked to share with all of you, Thorn.
1: fit slash husband code husband. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: Okay, you guys, the weather's getting warmer, so it's time to put away the jackets and sweaters and bring out the shorts and the tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe, not just for the season, but for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. And I'm gonna be honest, one of the outfits I'm wearing to our live show is from Quince. That's
1: what I'm talking about. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30 washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands.
0: They actually partner directly with top factories. So Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman um, and passes the savings on to you. So like I said, I just bought one of their silk skirts for the live show and I'm so excited. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com husband for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash husband to get free shipping and 365 day returns, quince.com slash husband. So, the criminal complaint in this case provided that, quote, a witness said that Vanessa Gian left the arms room where she had been working that day and allegedly went to the arms room controlled by specialist Aaron Robinson to confirm some serial numbers for weapons and equipment, which is why I'm saying it was probably pretty. Uh, top secret and confidential. Um, And she was not seen after that. And they figure out that the last time she was seen was she was heading over to this building. So who is Specialist Robinson? Specialist Aaron Robinson is a soldier from Illinois. He joined the army in October 2017 as a combat engineer. And according to conandaily.com, Robinson served in Iraq for several months in 2018. Robinson was then stationed at Fort Hood. He worked in the building that was a adjacent to the building where Vanessa worked. He was a specialist which would be one level above Vanessa in seniority and his building is the last place Vanessa was seen alive.
1: And he was I assume the same superior that was sexually harassing her, correct?
0: No one knows at this point. Okay, got it. According to ABC News, the witness who last saw Vanessa that morning was Army Major General Donna Martin, who was later interviewed by 2020. According to her, Vanessa had reported to work that morning and then went missing. Her workstation was at a place called the Motor Pool. Vanessa later went to the arms room where she left various important personal items there, including her bank card, her ID, her car keys, and the keys to her barracks before she went to a different arms room, the one controlled by Robinson. The reason they don't think she made it back? all of her stuff was still there the room where vanessa worked was right next to the building where robinson worked like i said so essentially if it's not clear vanessa was last seen leaving her building to go to aaron robinson's building and then she was never seen again and all of this was pieced together by her friends cj and tay the same day she went missing around 10 p.m that night after figuring all of this out and vanessa still missing Tay found specialist Aaron Robinson's number. So he gets through the grapevine and he finds his number and he calls him to ask about Vanessa since the trail basically ended with him. According to Tay, Aaron Robinson answered and acted like he had just woke up, like he was sleepy and he couldn't think very straight. He even got upset with Tay for the call and said, everyone keeps blowing up my phone and it's annoying. Mm. Even though a soldier is missing, a fellow soldier is missing. Leave me
1: alone. I don't really care.
0: Right. So Robinson told Tay that hmm. he saw Vanessa that day, but they didn't even talk. Like he said nothing to her. He's like, I saw her. We were just working. Yeah, she got the super stuff. She suspicious. left." suspicious. So also around this time, Cruz, Vanessa's fiance, and Myra Guillen, who is Vanessa's sister, decided to drive together all the way to Fort Hood to look for Vanessa themselves. So her family back home has no idea what's going on, but they too haven't heard from her. So they're like, that's it. We're getting in the car and we're driving to the base and we're going to find her.
1: Still nothing about getting the police involved at this point?
0: Nothing yet. Okay. So they didn't arrive until after midnight on what was now April 23rd, 2020. When they arrived and asked to speak to people in charge, a staff sergeant told them to come back in the morning. So her family arrives, they're like, hey, we haven't heard from her. We just got here. She's not at her barracks. Like, we don't know where she is. And they're like, oh, just come back in the morning. We'll see what we can do. Mm. On the morning of April 23rd, at the urgency of Vanessa's friends and family, her military unit reports are missing. Fort Hood notifies the military police, who then call the local police, who then in turn bring in the U.S. Army Criminal Investigative Command. Oh, dang.
1: I feel like that's a big deal, right? Or no?
0: It is. It is. But I mean a soldier went missing on her own base. Yeah. So
1: obviously. So it's
0: an, it's a disappearance that they're like, this is weird. Vanessa Guillen is officially a missing 20 year old soldier who seemingly vanished on the Fort hood army base. April 23rd, CJ, her friend, notices military police present at Fort Hood, and he's not the only one. News spreads about Vanessa's disappearance, and with that comes rumors about what might have happened. Wild rumors that did not help the case at all. Cruz, her fiance, begins driving around and posting missing pictures. Like person posters all on the outskirts of Fort Hood, but he's not allowed to do any of that on the actual base just because of laws. It didn't take long for investigators to also notice that the trail ended with specialist Aaron Robinson, and so they too questioned him about his and Vanessa's interaction that day. When questioned, Specialist Robinson told authorities that Vanessa did come over to his building, like everyone had said, and he gave Vanessa the serial numbers and the paperwork that she requested. And that was the last that he, he saw her and he okay. thinks that after that she left and he believes she then went back to the motor pool where she works. Police discover that at 1023 a.m. the day she went missing as part of her job Vanessa sent a text message with the serial number of a gun Um, and I'm not sure if this was her last text but according to usatoday.com her last text ever sent that day was to Robinson so it would make sense that this serial number was to him and that this was the last text she ever sent. After this, it was widespread that Robinson might have been the last person to see her. And so ABC News reported a superior asked him in front of everybody about his last interaction with Vanessa. And Robinson was like, oh, I kept it professional. Didn't say much to her at all. So in front of everyone, his superior Mm. confronts him in front of all of his fellow and says, That's weird. Why are police investigating you? Where did she go after you saw her? And he's like, it was I she just came in. I kept it professional, um, and then she left. But this stands out to CJ because if you remember, the night before, Robinson had told him that he didn't say anything to her at all.
1: Oh, that's right. But okay, now yeah, he's that. telling
0: his superior, "No, we did talk.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was
0: very professional. It was just work, like work based." By the next day, April 24th, Vanessa was still missing and nothing more had really been discovered since CJ and Tay's initial investigation. Like all police found was the same thing they found. Robinson was still the last to have seen her and then boom, she's gone. There was a common complaint about Robinson's attitude during the time that Vanessa was missing. Everyone was saying that he was rude, he was uncooperative and he seemed as if her disappearance and his involvement was an inconvenience to him. Robinson also at some point reportedly laughed in the face of one of Vanessa's sisters when she was asking him again about the last time he saw her. So she's just trying to get more answers. Like, please, did you see anything? And he was so annoyed with her that he laughed in her face. hundred
1: percent guilty. There's, I'm just saying there's no way he's not guilty.
0: So actually many fellow soldiers became frustrated at this point with the investigation because they believed that Robinson's attitude and his nonchalant answers proved He had something to do with this. Yet it was taking over the news and taking over the base. Like all work was stopped until they could find Vanessa. And they're like, "Come on, you guys! Like, it's him. It's him. It's right in front of us."
1: Hundred percent. A
0: news release was sent out by the U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Command asking for help in finding the missing soldier, Vanessa Guillen. Thousands of soldiers participated in the search That's on the so base. That's so awesome. They searched Fort Hood, which, as noted, is a very large area. They searched the barracks, various buildings at the installations, along with lakes, trails, fields, and training grounds. The Army officially listed Vanessa Guillen as AWOL. Now, according to ABC Seven, isn't Chicago- that
1: a negative connotation? Like AWOL means you've like taken off because you don't want to like be part of the military anymore. I have correct? no idea. So the actual definition is just absent without leave.
0: So basically leaving without permission from their superior.
1: Correct. That's what I understand. Which
0: does feel like it holds a negative connotation.
1: Yeah, that's why I asked. And I, I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's what it means.
0: Okay. Well, she's officially listed as that because she's missing. Okay. According to abc7chicago.com, there was not a missing soldier protocol in place at this time. Because you have to think about how strange this is shouldn't Vanessa basically be in the safest place? Like it's not like the enemies broke in and targeted her. This isn't battlefield we are talking about. The only suspects are really those around her but that would mean other army members. Yep. So this is kind of baffling. On the same day, police actually interviewed Robinson again. And he explained to them that after Vanessa left his arms room, he left work and spent the night off base with his girlfriend, a woman named Cecily Aguilar. Now, investigators got in contact with Aguilar, who confirmed Robinson's story. But this is when things turned a little messy. Cecily Ann Aguilar was born in Michigan in 1998, and in 2018, she was married to a man named Keon Aguilar. Keon was a soldier at the time and had been stationed at Fort Hood. Mm. According to ConanDaily.com, Robinson moved in with Keon and Cecily in December 2019. At some point while living with the couple, Robinson and Cecily would begin an affair behind Keon's back. In February of 2020, Keon and Cecily would separate, although still legally married, and Robinson and Cecily would move in together, still dating, obviously.
1: And isn't that illegal, especially, I mean, in the matter of that, they're on this military base, correct? Yeah, so
0: I'm pretty sure it's fraternization, um, which basically means you're um, having a relationship with someone that you're not supposed to be with, and this could be grounds for, like, discharge, yeah, I in mean, the military, I do know
1: that it's like a punishable yes. or criminal. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, he's de- he's basically uh, starting a relationship with a fellow soldier's wife, and now they've moved in together. Even though those two are not legally divorced. Okay. Two months later, Vanessa would be last seen heading to Robinson's building, and then he would leave work, go off base, and sleep the night at Cecily's home, and she backed this story up. As this is all happening on base, according to usatoday.com, a group of law enforcement agencies, including the Belton Police Department, the Belton Fire Department and Texas Department of Public Safety, search an area along the Leon River based on where Vanessa's cell phone had pinged. So at this point, they've got her cell phone records and they've discovered where her cell phone last pinged. And it was off base, roughly 20 to 25 miles away. They found nothing. But cell phone records show Vanessa's cell phone was in this area the day she went missing. I want to make a note here that the investigation was kind of hampered in the beginning due to conflicting information provided by various witnesses, including Robinson himself, who I feel was trying to throw suspicion off of him. So I've outlined the story in a very factual way, but there was other incorrect things being thrown around in the midst of everything I've been telling you. But like I said, they were incorrect, so I really haven't included them. But just understand if you feel like it's kind of moving slow, that's why. Someone mistakenly reported Vanessa as being present at 4 p.m. that day. So after she left his building. Also some witnesses said they saw Vanessa leave the arms room where Robinson was and then go back to the motor pool area where she worked. All of this turned out to be not accurate, but because of this, Robinson wasn't looked into very heavily at first because police were kind of working under the assumption that maybe she had left his workplace. And then further complicating the investigation um, was COVID restrictions. We are in the middle of COVID at this point, mm-hmm. like right at the beginning, right when everything was heating up. So people weren't out and about as much as they ordinarily would be. And so it was more difficult to even find eyewitnesses. All of this was kind of happening. On April 26th, a Facebook page called Hashtag Find Vanessa Guillen was created, listing Vanessa as a missing person, including photos and information about her. The Facebook page read... How did she disappear on base? She did not just vanish. Vanessa needs to be found. She is serving her country. She is supposed to be safe while doing
1: this. Not to go backwards for a second, but did he not get in trouble for this affair?
0: No one knows about it yet.
1: Got it. Okay. It's a secret. Okay. Okay.
0: You know about it as yes. a listener, <laughs> but in the storyline, no one knows about it. Mm. And I will say this was actually probably around the time when this Facebook page was created was around the time when I started seeing Instagram stories going around um, for people to keep their eye out for her and that that she was missing. Yeah. The next day, the army offers a $15,000 reward for information leading to the whereabouts of Vanessa. We don't really hear any more updates on the case until May 15th when, according to usatoday.com, Myra Guillen, Vanessa's older sister who lives in Houston, says she and her family have yet to receive any information regarding the disappearance. Myra says because she and her family are not allowed on base to help search, all they can do is hand out flyers in the surrounding community and wait for answers, but no one's talking to them. At this point, protests will erupt over the army's callous treatment of Vanessa's family, that mm. they're not including them, which will help open eyes to the toxic culture towards like women in general. And we will see this whole in the army, and we will see Vanessa's case kind of shift into this kind of protesting for more. Got it. Finally, on May 18th, 2020, there was a break in the case that focused most attention in the investigation back onto Robinson. Authorities interviewed two witnesses who report that they saw Robinson pulling a large tough box with wheels that appeared very heavy in weight out of the arms room, the same room where he worked the day Vanessa went missing. Based on this eyewitness information, authorities ask Robinson for permission to search his cell phone. Robinson Mm. consents to the search, which basically um, obtaining consent means authorities don't have to get a search warrant. Law enforcement wants to find out if Robinson had some type of relationship with Vanessa and thought the cell phone records would help figure, you know, would help them figure this out. I will say here there was no relationship between Vanessa and Robinson. Robinson's cell phone history log showed that he and Cecily, his girlfriend, who was still technically married to another past soldier at the time, had called each other an unusual amount of times on April 22nd and 23rd, the days that Vanessa went missing. The Just, calls had gone into the morning as late as 3.30 a.m.
1: It'd be so weird if she was involved as well. It wouldn't make any sense why.
0: Right. Why? It's not like it's I don't, I don't the love understand. triangle. Yeah. Hey, Murder With My Husband listeners, we're here to tell you there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone at any occasion.
1: It's easy, just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas.
0: There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas. And I honestly get super stressed trying to find the perfect thing. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. Uh, We actually just found a beautiful woven skull blanket for us, me. And as you know, I love it and he hates it.
1: Now, it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, gift mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift Mode on Etsy now.
0: When we started podcasting, an online store was honestly the furthest thing from our minds. But now we're selling Murder With My Husband merch, and it's so easy because we use Shopify.
1: And we really do. We use Shopify to sell our merch. I've been using Shopify for years, so it is absolutely amazing, easy to use, so intuitive. I love it. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
0: And it's great because they grow with you. So whether you're just launching your shop or you've just hit a million orders, they are there every step of the way. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms.
1: We've actually tried a couple other platforms before we started using Shopify to sell our merch. And Shopify is just the best. Um, I've been using it for years, like I've said.
0: So based on this cell phone information, authorities decide to interview Cecily concerning her whereabouts on April 22nd, 2020. She said again, she was with Robinson all night on April 22nd. According to the criminal complaint, she was asked why Robinson would call her after midnight if he was sleeping at her residence with her. Mm -hmm. She stated that, oh, she, she just could not find her phone. And so she had Robinson call her phone to help her find it fair enough me and you do that all the time yeah, yeah. like we'll be together i lose my phone you call it except this statement is inconsistent with the lengths of the phone calls in the middle of the night
1: oh because they're like minutes long huh?
0: right robinson called cecily several times throughout the night and the calls after midnight were for lengths greater than one minute okay which if you're making a phone call to find a phone you're not just gonna sit like 10 there seconds. right cecily was then interviewed by authorities again after this the criminal complaint doesn't make clear whether this interview was also on may 19th so i'm not sure when she provided this next statement however during this re-interview she admits to lying in her previous statement she now says that she and robinson did leave her house but that it was just so they could take a long drive and look at the stars
1: as soon as you start lying it's over the second you
0: change your story
1: you just look so suspicious and the police are like all right something's going on here
0: and they knew they knew it wasn't adding up so they kept bringing her in in hopes that eventually she would feel pressure enough to change and she did
1: oh yeah she's for sure gonna rat him out
0: so she now i say
1: rat but i mean she should yeah i don't mean it in a negative connotation or confess yeah
0: While interviewing Cecily about the night Vanessa went missing, police were still going over the rest of Robinson's cell phone records, and that's when they discovered something crazy. Robinson's cell phone pinged near a bridge in Belton, Texas, off base and away from Cecily's home around 2 a.m. on April 23rd. His phone then moved north. Along the Leon River and remained in that area for two hours in the oh middle my of the night. Gosh. Remember who else's phone last pinged near the Leon River?
1: That's so crazy.
0: This puts both Robinson's and Vanessa's phones in the same area in the middle of the night after she went missing. Now, I don't know what police were still working on at this point. It's possible navigating with you know, through the military police could be difficult, but either way, neither Robinson or Cecily are arrested at this point. I personally think that police just wanted to find remains before arresting, which makes sense from a closing a case point of view. Like it's really hard to close a case without a body.
1: I guess I'm trying to think too, when they found her pings, wouldn't they have gone and try to find his pings right away? And when they saw them close together, like, Hey, something's going on here. Like, why did it take an extra month or you know right. two weeks whatever it was so they
0: would have needed a warrant okay they didn't have enough to get a warrant mm. they eventually asked and he eventually and he said, said yes. yes okay so that i mean they're working around all of these Surprise,
1: laws he said yes right but i mean i guess if you say no right it makes you look, you look suspicious they'll
0: find a way to get a yeah. warrant anyways so at some point in early june vanessa's mother gloria went to the news media again this time to say that her daughter had told her that she was the victim of sexual harassment, but that Vanessa never reported it because she was afraid of negative consequences in the form of retaliation. So up until this point, Vanessa's family has kept this to themselves. But Mm. then when they felt like police still weren't informing them, the military still wasn't involving them in her, their daughter's investigation, they decided to come forward with this information to the media. These allegations to the news media during the press conference triggered the case of Vanessa's disappearance to receive national news coverage. Mm. Women in the military being sexually harassed and unable to report or be taken seriously is headlining news and it had happened before. Gloria also told reporters that she felt she and her family were not receiving adequate information from the army about Vanessa's disappearance. Everything was being kept hush hush. Everything I'm telling you now was not being openly communicated during the investigation. They had been told nothing. On June 12th, 2020, hundreds of people gathered at the entrance to Fort Hood to protest the army's handling of Vanessa's disappearance and just the situation in general. So this really took on a life of its own. A week later, according to USA.com, law enforcement finds skeletal remains in a field in Texas while searching for Vanessa. However, these remains belong to a different soldier. Oh, private Gregory Morales, who went missing in August 2019. Investigators say they don't believe the two cases are related.
1: Oh, they, they've they got, I mean, I don't know.
0: Well, so this brings me to the phenomenon of other missing persons being found while searching for a highly prioritized missing persons case. And this will always devastate. Yeah. Me.
1: Like what happened to him yeah what happened to him what's going on here
0: right and i think it i actually think it was around 10 bodies that were found while the nationwide search for gabby petito took place yeah, yeah i remember that how are there that many unfound missing people and how can we finally get enough resources to search for one person and 10 people be found yeah how is that even possible? That's pretty crazy. It's heartbreaking and it's yeah. devastating. On June 21st, based on the results from Robinson's cell phone location pings, authorities from various law enforcement agencies searched the site in Belton, Texas, near the Leon River. Remember, they've already searched this once and found nothing. According to the criminal complaint... A burn site with disturbed earth was identified. What appeared to be the burned remains of a plastic tote or a tough box were found nearby in an area where Robinson's phone pinged. The soil beneath the burn site had an odor of decomposition. However, no remains were found. The pile went three feet deep into the ground. Authorities brought in a cadaver dog, which according to ABC News, signaled that a body might have been thrown from there into the water and then the box was burned. Got it. So at this point, Vanessa had already been missing for two months and they just found basically a burn site near where his cell phone pinged, the man she was last seen with, but still nobody. Yeah. Finally, on June 30th, 2020, authorities find some answers. At about 1 p.m., partial human remains are found by some construction workers who were working on a fence next to the Leon River. So it wasn't even found by police. They had noticed a horrible smell in the location. According to the criminal complaint, authorities searched the area and identified scattered human remains that appeared to have been placed in a concrete-like substance and buried. Most of the remains were still buried, but some hair was visible sticking up out of the ground. Although investigators couldn't, you know, definitively confirm that day that the remains were Vanessa's they and Vanessa's family were sure particularly because the hair matched Vanessa's hair and who else is going to be found right in the area where his cell phone was pinging but Vanessa's fiance Juan Cruz would find out via Twitter her remains had been found that's
1: horrible
0: horrible authorities believe that wildlife had likely partially dug up the remains which had been buried under Mm -hmm. concrete which was how they were even found in the first place according to a quote in the u.s sun tim miller said it appeared he buried her put lime on her mixed up concrete poured that over her then put dirt over her and then rocks and some more stuff
1: how does he do all this without anyone noticing
0: well he's in like wild terrain i mean he's near a river there's trees around so it's not like he's just you know in the city but also i mean this is loud stuff we're talking about like yeah and long period of time
1: yeah it's kind of mind-blowing
0: right so sadly due to the manner of death vanessa's teeth had been too badly damaged to confirm that it was her so they ended up having to confirm identification through hair strands okay it appeared that she had been beaten to death with a hammer
1: oh so she wasn't even shot and everything no he beat her to death
0: right and i mean i don't need to go into detail but i just said that her teeth were so badly damaged that's so it's awful based on this discovery authorities interview cecily yet again she initially lies to authorities no no i stick to my story but then she finally confesses to her involvement in helping robinson dispose of vanessa's body so she not only says robinson did it she says i helped him hide the body She admits that Robinson picked her up either late on April 22nd or early in the morning on April 23rd at the gas station where she worked. Robinson told her that he had killed a female soldier earlier that day by hitting her in the head multiple times with a hammer. He said he did it in the arms room on Fort Hood property. Oh, so so he
1: did it in the room.
0: He killed her on the Fort Hood base in the arms room, like where he works.
1: That's so crazy.
0: He told Cecily that he then placed the female soldier's body into a big box and after picking her up at the gas station, Robinson then drove Cecily to a spot near a bridge by the Leon River. According to the criminal complaint, Cecily saw that a box with wheels and handles was already at this site.
1: So messed up all of this.
0: Right. Robinson walked Cecily over to the woods and opened up a box um, and then that's when she saw a dead female inside of the box and at a later date, she would identify this dead female as... Vanessa Guillen's body Cecily told authorities that she and Robinson then dismembered Vanessa's body they used various weapons to do this horrible deed including a hatchet or an axe and a machete
1: how could she do that right like I get he killed her but then how could she go and help do this
0: I don't know She said that they tried to burn the body, but they were unable to burn it successfully. Cecily told investigators that they placed the body in three separate holes and covered up the remains. Cecily confessed that Robinson and her then got themselves hairnets, gloves, and concrete and went back to do a better job of burying the body. Based on Cecily's confession and the cell phone location records, authorities believe that on April 26th, in the midst of the investigation... Robinson and Cecily had returned to the site along the river where they had buried Vanessa's remains. They dug her up, tried to burn the remains again along with the hairnets and gloves and rebury the remains, this time in the concrete. They then burned the clothes they were wearing that night back at their home. Cecily admitted to authorities that she had lied when she previously said all they had done was go out and take a long drive to look at the stars on the night of April 22nd to the morning of April 23rd. Yeah. She agreed at this point to cooperate with investigators completely abandoning Robinson. So this is insane and it's not even over. It's not even over because while all of this is happening, Robinson was being kept in confinement at a conference room in his barracks at Fort Hood. So he's still on base. Robinson wasn't told that he was being held as a suspect in Vanessa's murder. Instead, authorities told him he was being held for violating COVID protocols. Okay. Soldiers were given the job of keeping watch over him to make sure he didn't escape. So his own friends were put in charge of watching him in this room. Robinson was allowed to talk on the phone during this confinement with Cecily, who by now had been arrested and was cooperating with authorities. But Robinson didn't know this. These calls were being monitored and recorded by investigators. During these calls between the two, Robinson didn't deny what they had done. He then texted Cecily photos of the news articles. Yeah, he still had his phone. Texted Cecily photos of the news articles that laid out how human remains had been found. He said to her in a later call monitored by law enforcement, baby, they found pieces. They found pieces.
1: Oh my God. He's
0: referring to pieces of Vanessa's yeah. body. That same day on June 30th at around 10 p.m., Robinson was on the phone with his mother and was heard saying don't believe what you hear about me. After this phone call, Robinson escaped.
1: He What do you mean he escaped?
0: He ran away from the fort got uh, ran away from his fellow soldiers nah. and escaped
1: there's no way someone let him go there's <laughs> no way he just oh just got out of there right. while everyone's watching him
0: well now that he had heard that vanessa's remains had been found he was desperate to get away someone guarding robinson chased after him but robinson made it to his car and drove away off base oh
1: well, someone turned around or just like i don't know close their eyes i'm not gonna blame someone else but there's I am going to blame someone else. I don't know. It you just don't seems, think he could escape? Yeah, I just feel like he couldn't have. I guess people do escape prison, though.
0: All the time. So well, not is, all the time, it but is, <laughs> it happens. It is possible. Again, this story's still not over. Because a little over two hours later, after midnight, now on July 1st, 2020, Robinson was found in the middle of a street by law enforcement who'd been out searching for him. He was found walking about 10 miles from Fort Hood, when Robinson was confronted by law enforcement in the street, he pulled out a pistol and took his own life in front of them.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Robinson was pronounced dead at the scene at one seventeen a.m. How'd he get a gun? And why did it take two hours to find him only 10 miles away from the base? A criminal investigation by the army would look into it. So after this happens, the army launches a criminal investigation into basically the police themselves yeah. about how this could even have happened. On July 2nd, a criminal complaint is filed by the FBI against Cecily. While murder cases are typically state, not federal cases, her tampering with evidence is a federal criminal case because the underlying murder would be a federal since Vanessa's murder took place on federal property, a military base. Mm -hmm. A week later, according to USA.com, Vanessa's family attorney, announced the proposal of a bill named I Am Vanessa Guillen, which if passed would help protect military victims of sexual harassment and assault. According to a New York Times article dated April 30th, for months, activists, politicians, and Vanessa's family called for an investigation into Fort Hood, the nation's third largest army base. On July 10th, 2020, the Secretary of the Army ordered an investigation into Fort Hood's command culture after a year of violent deaths, suicides, and complaints of sexual harassment on the military base. So Vanessa was not the first. And when Vanessa's family finally called attention to it and the army conducted a investigation, they discovered that really, really bad stuff had been happening at Fort Hood. As a result of the report on the investigation's finding that was released on December 8th, 2020, Army officials at Fort Hood were either fired or suspended, including several high-ranking leaders. The investigation found major flaws at Fort Hood and a command climate that was permissive of sexual harassment and sexual assault. During a press conference, Vanessa's family's attorney said that the murder shocked our conscience and brought attention to deeper problems, both at Fort Hood and within the U.S. Army as a whole. On July 30th, 2020, the Guillen family met with the president of the United States to further change how women are treated in the U.S. Army. The case currently doesn't have a trial date for Cecily. She hasn't been tried yet. Four previous trial dates have been set and continued, which means canceled or postponed based on a variety of motions that have been filed. According to KDHnews.com, 122 court filings have been made and there have been many hearings, including a detention hearing, a preliminary hearing and hearings on all motions that have been filed. But Cecily has not been tried and has been in custody since the time of her arrest. So that's the case. That is what happened. Yeah. Except we're missing one thing why? Why did this happen? There was no love triangle. I mean,
1: I can assume why. Why do you think? He was sexually harassing her and she didn't want to sleep with him. I mean, that seems like the obvious. It
0: does seem like the obvious answer. Uh You're wrong.
1: Okay. What is it?
0: So just last month, the Texas Department of Public Safety released a 60 plus report, which provides additional information as to the motive behind Vanessa's murder, which up until last month, had been a mystery. Wow. Like up until May, 2020 had been a mystery. Robinson's motive had to do with his relationship with Cecily. Cecily was still married to another soldier at the time that she was in the romantic relationship with Robinson. Robinson was worried about getting in trouble for violating the army's fraternization rules, which prohibit such a relationship. Apparently that day, Vanessa Gian saw Robinson's oh. cell phone lock screen, which had a photo of Cecily, and she knew who Cecily was. It's also possible that she saw more than one photo of Cecily on Robinson's phone. According to CrimeOnline.com, when Vanessa arrived at work, Robinson was already inside the armory room working. Vanessa reportedly spotted the photos of Cecily on his phone and confronted him about having an affair, which in this place is an illegal affair with someone married to a former soldier at that point an argument ensued and robinson allegedly told vanessa that he wouldn't let her ruin his military career he then grabbed a hammer and bludgeoned her to death leaving blood all over the armory room Robinson then hid Vanessa's body in the, in the large case, stored it to the side of the armory room, then left the base to buy supplies. He returned that evening, cleaned everything up, and took the case to the Leon River area where he then picked up Cecily, took her there, and everything else ensued.
1: Which makes sense why Cecily got involved now.
0: Right, because she would be in trouble as well. Correct. But here's the thing. This means that his military career was more important to him than someone else's life.
1: Oh yeah, I mean
0: that's disgusting.
1: If he's going around sexually harassing pe- girls as well, it's
0: right. Which he did. He had other complaints that he had sexually harassed.
1: Obviously, he other didn't people really care about other people.
0: But I do want to note here: some sources say he was the superior sexually harassing Vanessa, and other sources say he wasn't. Oh, so I didn't include that. But he does have official documented claims of sexual harassment against him so it's not like he just he's in the clear no he was doing this to other women as well we just don't know for sure if it was Vanessa and I don't know if Vanessa's family has ever come out and said who or if she even told them I do want to say though if this relationship was such a terrible secret that he was willing to murder someone with a hammer in order to keep it from getting out then why on earth did he have a photo documenting this relationship on his cell phone? I was
1: just going to say that. Why is there photos of them? Maybe he just figured no No one knows. knows. No one's going to know who she is. But she did. But still, why would you do that? Right. I'm also surprised that Cecily's I guess husband never reported it. Keon. uh, Keon, but maybe he just wanted to stay out of it. You know,
0: he's a former soldier. So yeah, he technically could have reported and got them in trouble. He
1: was probably just like, I'm moving on. Maybe. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's the case, but I do want to end with this due to public outcry. As a result of this case, military reform is in the making right now for women. The I am Vanessa Gian bill is one of the biggest military reforms in history, according to Vanessa's sister. She says it's so important because it will bring the help my sister never obtained. It will bring the voice my sister never had. This bill will basically make it easier for women to report and it be taken seriously. On April 19th, 2021, the Army announced that one of the gates to Fort Hood will be renamed the Vanessa Gian Gate in honor of her. Again, this is from Vanessa's sister. A lot of people said positive and negative stuff about the gate. And I myself have said it as well. It had to take my sister's life for us to realize the bigger issue. Sexual violence is not an issue. It's an epidemic inside the armed forces. And she had to die. She had to be murdered and dismembered and burned in order for us to realize that this has been happening for decades. And that's what I want to end with. That is the case of Vanessa Guillen.
1: So crazy. I... I do remember actually, not knowing any of these details, but I saw a couple Twitter posts. And I saw a couple Instagram posts up. about it. I didn't do any research into it. Um, that's crazy. It's
0: and it's everything her sister said. Yeah, reform is always good. Progress is always good. But when it when it comes at the hands of someone having to be murdered, for us to make the change. It's devastating and it doesn't provide closure for the family. I can't believe
1: he just killed her. And I also can't believe that she just helped. I know. What? Not even just helped like bury the body or anything, but dismember the body. That is disgusting. That's horrible. It's awful. It's horrible.
0: All right, you guys, that is our episode for this week. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. We love you guys and we will see you next week with another episode. I love it. And I hate it. Goodbye.